You're listening to Death of the Reader. This is your Captain BJ Hurd speaking. And if you appear just off the starboard bow, you'll be able to spot our seventh place entry into review season this year, coming just over the horizon. But be warned, monsters spotted in the ocean may be larger than they appear. Ahem. Of course, I am referring to one of the murder mysteries we covered during our stand through interactive medias. Flex has already expounded upon the many virtues of Dead Little Roosters, an interactive internet show. But what if there was an experience that literally put you into the computer-generated shoes of an investigator tasked with cataloging the many deaths of 60 souls aboard the ghost ship known only as the Obra Dinn? (laughs) The Return of the Obra Dinn is a 2018 release video game by one Lucas Pope of Papers, Please fame, and once again tasks himself with making mundane bureaucracy fun for the whole family. Throughout this voyage into the unknown, the player will experience swashbuckling duels, a mutiny or twelve, dangerous sea monsters, and a customizable sepia tone for viewing pleasure. The core of the game is simple. You play as an unnamed individual seeking to determine the fates of the 60 souls lost on the ship, the aforementioned Oberdin, and all you have as your tools are your ship's manifest with the names of the crew, as well as a couple of artist depictions, uh, which are not at all matched to each other. Your goal is to determine who is who and what happened to them, specifically. To aid in this endeavor, you are granted a magical pocket watch with a big scary skull on it that will allow you to examine a corpse and view the moment of their death, but not just the person in question. Rather, you are transported into a handcrafted still diorama depicting other characters in the space, as well as whatever action was occurring at the moment they died, and, and a voice clip to lay over the scene, of course. This really is where the work of Lucas Pope shines, and what I personally find so admirable about the experience, Lucas Pope has more or less put this game together by himself as an independent or, or indie creator, and yet the absolute spectacle of these still-life paintings that you're allowed to walk through and examine in detail are what make the experience so unique. A player can technically walk through the entire experience without crossing off more than a couple of fates, just to satisfy the tutorial. For the completionist who wishes to enjoy everything that the game has to offer, however, and see the coveted secret ending that explains all, you'll find yourself meticulously examining every corner of the ship, viewing what styles of shoes the topmen wear to determine their identity in the latest scene. Or perhaps watching one of the midmen, uh, Charles Hirschtick, going from cowardly sick boy in his earliest experience to a true hero when the ship is practically swarming with bizarre-looking spider-riding beings of malicious intent, the big pointy spears. It really is remarkable how alive the ship feels with the creaking and groaning of the wooden boards, the panicked shouting of the sailors whenever something nasty slithers on board, which is often, and the thunderous boom of a cannon fired at the moment a scene is unveiled for your perusal. By the end of this experience, you get an impression of every single one of the 60 individuals on the ship, large or small, and as someone who often has difficulty keeping even a dozen characters straight in my mind, this really made the game stand out to me. Uh, In our interview with Lucas Pope himself, he talked about his struggle to make everything feel unique and memorable and how by the end of his labor, he just wanted to ship the damn thing, which leads to the major criticism that I I do have of this, this near masterpiece. Unfortunately, due to fatigue, 
Pope was unable to give the secret true ending of the game the proper amount of attention that he felt it deserved. There is a lot of charm to the varied endings, though. Your reward for going the extra mile of solving every little detail and completing the full picture of what happened on the Oberdin's last fateful voyage, you will find that the journey was very much the true reward rather than the extra tidbits of information that Pope throws to us like so many crumbs to the ship's rats. The setting itself, as I have mentioned, dips into the supernatural, though the characters still feel, the human characters, feel like they are real people from the late 18th century, carrying around single-shot pistols and catching scurvy and sleeping in humble hammocks that sway as the waves rock the boat back and forth. Pope draws his supernatural creatures both from the Japanese culture that he is currently embroiled in, having lived in Japan for quite some time now, uh, and also from old sailors' tales of monsters off the port bow and the strange things that may or may not have existed in the deep, uncharted waters back when the world was unexplored and new, and captains sailed around the world to be the first to establish a trade route here or discover an island there. This ties in expertly with the theme of murder mystery and the thrill of discovery that the player feels during play. Lucas Pope does not disappoint with his newest attempt to make light of death and mayhem and to deliver an unforgettable bureaucratical experience for the mystery audience. If you can find some time to sit down with a pen and paper and maybe a cup of tea or perhaps a friend to deliberate with, Return of the Oberdin delivers a uniquely unforgettable experience to anyone willing to try something a lot different. <laughs> this is Death of the Reader. You're listening to 2SCR 107.3. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast for all future episodes and stay tuned to the station for more murder mystery and review season with Flex and Herds.